0: My name is Maggie, I am 30 years old. My
1: name is Stan, I am 35 years old. My
0: name is Aaron, I'm 37 years old. My name is Cece, I'm 44 years old. My name is Laura, I'm 37 years old. My name is Shannon, I'm 48 years old. My name is Trish, I'm 49 years old. I'm Ellen, I'm 41 years My old. My name is Karen, I am 50 years old. My name is Kathleen, I am 60 years old. And I am I'm an adult Irish dancer. dancer. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast, Welcome back to the
1: third episode of the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. My name is Jen Clark. I am your host, and uh, may I say to you, Fulcha, which means welcome. We're going to talk about that on the podcast today, about integrating Irish language into our Irish dance classes. And I, self-admittedly, barely know any Gaelic, uh, so i got to work on that a little bit. But regardless, I am so glad that you have come back, that you're here. Want to say hello to everybody who's listening on the beat fesh music app it's the ultimate irish dance music app we are so so honored that they are including us in their podcast section so thank you so much we're happy to be a part of it for those of you who have asked about spotify and apple podcasts so basically i have to submit my podcast to those platforms and then they either confirm or deny it and it can take some time so if the link is not working that's why luckily there are other places to listen until the podcast is accepted onto those platforms and we are so glad that you're here anyways uh, i'm glad that we've made it to three episodes that's a big deal uh, it's a lot of work believe it or not I'm, I'm starting to kind of make a list of, of interviewees and we've got a few weeks out which is really great but um, you know a lot of work goes into this on my part and I'm so happy to do it because I feel like it really brings our community of adult Irish dancers together one of the things we wanted to talk about on this week's podcast is integrating Irish language into Irish dance um, this week's guest who we will talk to in a few minutes uh, Amanda Atkinson who I know as Miss Amanda she was one of my teachers here in the state of Michigan in the USA, Um, but she is the first Irish dance teacher I've ever had to bring Irish language into Irish dance class. Um, She would teach us how to count in Gaelic, how to ask for water, and how to say hi, how are you, and I thought that was so great, and I wondered if that is something that is becoming more prevalent in the world of Irish dance or not. Um, I I posted the question on the adult Irish dancers' Man can't do this Facebook page um, asking, hey, have you learned any Irish language skills through Irish dance? Do you think it's important to include it? Cecilia says, awesome. I've been learning Irish language for about five years now, but haven't encountered it much in Irish dance other than my TC speaking to me in it occasionally because she knows I love it. When I have, it's generally been full of errors. I love the idea of incorporating it on signs and awards and in competition names. I would love to see someone make sure it's correct so folks can truly learn from the addition of it. Also, as an FYI, when referring to the language, most speakers will call it Irish. And we'll use Gaelic to refer to the Irish language's Scottish cousin. See, this is stuff I didn't know. And and Cecilia is absolutely right. That if we're going to learn it and we're going to integrate it into Irish dance and adult Irish dance, it's got to be correct. And I think that's that's the rub. I think a lot of people know some. And there's a good chance it's incorrect. There are so many different dialects. And I had no idea that Gaelic is the Irish language's Scottish cousin. So, look, you learn something new every day. Terry says, we count in Irish when stretching at McCartney Irish Dance, which is very cool. That's what uh, Miss Amanda would do when we were stretching at the end of class. We would uh, count in Irish as well. Kat says, love this idea. Anything I picked up through dance is when preparing for grade exams and hearing our TCs or ADs share what they've learned. Um, I... I'm not entirely sure which exams require the Irish language. I've heard that the exams in Ireland include Irish language, but not necessarily in the United States. Of course, correct me on that at any time. Uh, you can get a hold of us at com. You can also email us at info at com. So please reach out, correct my misinformation there. I'm not quite sure which test requires the Irish language. Jenny says, I think it's important to include as part of the Irish culture since we are representatives of it as Irish dancers. It's also important to include Irish history so you know the origins of some of the songs, the reasons behind some of the traditions we practice. That is something I've never thought about is because we all know the songs all have the craziest names just scrolling through the uh, Beat Fesh music app here. We've got the Johnston set, the Bush poet set. These are just hornpipes, the Galway hornpipe set, the Tiger Whippet set. <laughs> I mean, where do these names come from? And that's, that's something really cool that I, I've never even thought to look into. I mean, my, myself and my fellow adult Irish dancers and my students, we always kind of giggle at the names of these songs, but what is the origin of them? And that's, a, that's an excellent, excellent point, Jenny. Michelle said, I actually started learning Irish through Duolingo about a week ago. I haven't learned any through dance, though. Um, she says, I have kids and I'm looking forward to knowing more relevant things to say. Which Duolingo, if it's something you're interested in download the app. Um, I was actually learning Hawaiian for a while because for about six months we were planning on moving from Michigan to Hawaii. Um, long story we can't take our cat to the islands because he's a hybrid cat so we are not moving to the Hawaiian islands. We are moving to Arizona instead but for a solid six months I was learning the Hawaiian language through Duolingo and you can learn every language on there and it's free it's, it's a great way to get started so that's an excellent app if you're interested in learning some Irish language skills. Alexandra says, I wish there was more of it in dance. I did ballet as a kid, so I'm used to a standardized term for a step and the use of French, probably hard to implement, but it would be so great if part of Irish dance could do the same. Erin says, I love that we do grade exams incorporate basic Irish on many levels. Okay, so that answers part of my question. Thank you, Erin. I appreciate that. Kara says, the woman who runs my dance school speaks Irish as her first language, so I picked up a bit of what she's taught us. I also think it would be cool to make the language part of a requirement for the grade exams and CLRG worldwide and not just a requirement in Ireland, but I understand why it is that way now. Cecilia re- responded to her, said there is apparently a new certificate program we can do like the traditional set competency test where you do a little Irish conversation with somebody with Irish vocabulary. I guess there are four levels. Um, what are parts of the real uh, sidestep step two threes? She said, I'm going to do it. I can't find the info online. I got it in an email. That's really cool. Thank you so much to Cecilia for letting us know about that. Finn said, I like that they included Irish language classes at the University of Limerick's Irish Dance and Music Summer School, focusing on vocab to do with music and dance. It wasn't my first exposure to Irish, but it was the first time in the dance world um, with the exception of the names of some of the schools and the organizations. I agree that it should be part of a more widely used within the sport, as Alexandra said. In ballet, most of the names are French. Everyone uses them, even if many of us butcher the pronunciation. And and see, that's where I I I have a really hard time with it because I don't want to learn it the wrong way. And um, I feel like the words I've learned, I'm already saying them the incorrect way. So I think that's the focus. Like if we're going to incorporate this into Irish dance, how do we do it correctly? Lisa says we have some Irish... In our dance classes now, a few years ago, the Great Lakes Fesh had Fesh signs that had both English and Irish on the signs, which I thought was super cool. That's really neat. And that's, you know, it's a visual. If you see a sign that says, you know, uh, stage B in English, and then underneath it, it has the same thing in Irish, you are more likely to learn about it. I think we just need to be exposed to it more. Karen says, Wida has very basic phrases in their grade exam, which is great. I've rarely come across Irish at a FESH a few times in the FESH program and on medals where it's often been spelt incorrectly. See, that's, again, that's the problem. We don't want it spelled incorrectly. We don't want to learn it wrong. She said, I would love to see more of it. And then she said something in Irish that I absolutely can't pronounce and I'm not going to try to butcher it. So Sarah says, all of the Irish dance grade examinations I did as a child included an Irish language component. And that's another thing. Like, I didn't do grades as a kid. So this is something I want to get involved in. But it sounds like we all want Irish language to be part of Irish dance, but we want it to be correct. And that's the hardest part is, like I said, there are different dialects, there are different ways of saying things. I mean, I just learned today that Gaelic is Irish's Scottish cousin. Like, I didn't know that before today. So therein lies the problem is we need to incorporate it, but make sure it's correct. And I think that's probably where we're going to run into a lot of the big problems with learning Irish language in Irish dance. But it's really cool to see everybody so welcoming of it. You know, it's the culture. We are Irish dancers. And that's not, you know, it's it's such a daily thing for us. But for anybody outside of our world, they don't get it. And they want to know more about it. And I would love to be able to tell them about Irish language within Irish dance and stuff like that. So maybe that's something we can all explore on our own with our own schools and our own teachers. Um, you know, it doesn't ever hurt to request irish language in your irish dance class you know your teacher probably if they don't know it already there's a good chance they'll say okay well i'll learn some and then i'll pass it along to you so thank you to everybody who chimed in on that on the adult irish dancers bet your Mammy can't do this facebook page coming back uh, we're going to be talking to miss amanda atkinson the owner of the michigan irish dance academy
0: we'll be right back you're listening to the adult irish dancers podcast
1: Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. I am your host, Jen Clark, and I'm super excited for this week's guest. We have Amanda Atkinson on the phone. Amanda, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, Jen. Thanks for calling.
1: Amanda, tell everybody where you teach, where you dance, where you live, all that good stuff.
0: All right. Well, um, again, my name is Amanda Atkinson, and I own the Michigan Irish Dance Academy, and we are located in White Lake, Michigan. And um, let's see, what else? I started dancing when I was 31. I've been dancing for 13 years and I absolutely love it.
1: Now that's something that um, people have talked about wanting to hear more about is adults who started as adults because a lot of us, myself included, danced whether it was for a long time or a short time as a kid and then came back to it. You, on the other hand, you started as an adult. You started dancing when you were 31. How did that come about and how did you get interested
0: yeah, how it all you about was uh, my daughter was in a regular, like, local uh, dance studio, and she was taking an Ira- intro to Irish class, and she loved it so much that the teacher had actually told me about the Heinzman School of Irish Dance. At the time, it was called Heinzman and uh, we gave it a try. And uh, she started there. And after about a year of her dancing, I had commented to John Heinzman how I thought it was absolutely fantastic, and I wish I would have danced as a kid. But my my parents couldn't afford dance classes when I was younger, so I had. Sure. Like zero experience. I mean, where's my right foot? Where's my left kind of thing? Um, and he's like, he literally grabbed my arms and said, come on in. You're going to learn now. And from that day forward, I was hooked. And, uh, I tell you, like, I, I was so blessed to have John Heinzman as my teacher. I'm Honest to God, he, he, he's such an amazing person and he used to play his whistle right there in class. We would dance to his whistle. It was a lot
1: of fun. Oh, I love that. I've never seen yeah. one of those performed like in person except at a fashion. I would love to see that. That is yeah. so cool. And I love your story because, you know, unlike a lot of us, I was, I always say this, I was part of the, the Lord of the dance generation of Irish dancers who saw it on PBS and said I have to do that and then same here you know my parents couldn't afford it when I was a kid so I had to quit after mm-hmm. like six months um right. but you legit had no interest in it you hit you didn't no. even know what it was and then just I did, one never night,
0: heard of it never heard of Riverdance never heard of Lord of the Dance I, I never saw the PBS special I didn't know anything about it I just knew that my daughter was enjoying it and I thought, wow, that's pretty impressive that her teacher is actually sitting there playing his penny whistle and my daughter's dancing to it. And I just was, I was hooked. I was just hooked.
1: Now, how many other adults were in your class when you started? There was,
0: there was one other woman. She was only in it because I dragged her. <laughs> she was another mom that was, she was another mom that had remarked how much fun it looked like. And, and when John grabbed my arm, I'm like, well, you're going too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. You literally so was, just
1: fell into it. Yeah, literally. You also own Atkinson Irish Products. Tell people a little bit about that and how that got started as well.
0: Well, um, I was teaching Irish dance at American Dance Academy and Commerce just as an intro to Irish kind of thing. And this was before I owned Michigan Irish Dance Academy. And uh, it was so frustrating getting shoes for all the students. And, you know, a lot of the kids that were in my class were also in ballet, tap and jazz and hip hop and so they, their parents were spending a lot of money on costumes. And the last thing they needed was to spend a fortune on Irish dance shoes. So I went around and I, I was looking at prices and I started talking to um, just the different companies. And I said, Hey, uh, you know, if I decide to sell your shoes, what's the discount? And they told me, and I'm like, Oh, I can make this affordable to my students. Oh, so that's that. what I did. So yeah. And then, and then the first thing that our shoes are made overseas. So are the Highland dancers. So I thought, well, why just sell the Irish shoes when I can sell the the Highland shoes as well because they have just as much of a hard time getting them as we do so yeah. I went ahead and opened Atkinson Irish products and I have full stock of um, all Irish and Scottish shoes and that's
1: another um, dance uh, form of dance that is huge in Michigan is Highland oh, like it was yeah. it's something that you know I moved here from Wisconsin where Irish was more prevalent I knew there was one Highland Dance School I think in Madison um and one of my dancers actually who moved from uh Central Wisconsin down to Madison he transitioned into Highland and I believe he owns his own school now so
0: like that Oh that's fantastic. It's really cool. I love it. That story's just like mine. Yeah, yeah, I love it.
1: Exactly. And yeah, the Highland dance community here in Michigan is is huge so you really do have a pretty big Client based. Now, um, as far as your dancing, when did you decide to um, take it from like a once a week class to wow, I really want to go further with this and compete?
0: Well, I really didn't have a choice. Um, John told me I had to do the school fash, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Well, since Ashley was my my uh, eldest daughter was going anyways, I thought, okay, well, I'll just go and uh, and then I, I discovered the whole fashing world. And I, again, I was hooked. It's like, you know what? I just, like I said, it was a whole different aspect. When you're dancing, I mean, John played his penny whistle in class, but he didn't play it every time. He used TVs a lot too. And so when you go into an environment where not only are you dancing to live music, but there's like 15 musicians and they're all playing at the same time and all the music's meddling together and you got to figure out which one's yours. And, you know, it just... It was exciting. It was challenging and exciting, and I got to be with my daughter. We made memories. I'll never forget.
1: You ended up going to Aroctus with a team, correct?
0: When was that? Correct. 2015, I went with the Adult Kaylee group. We got second place. We were super excited. It was in um, Minneapolis.
1: So, did you ever consider going further than Aroctus, or was that kind of it? Because I know you went with a team. Did you ever consider trying to do it solo?
0: No, I didn't, because at that age, I was already 41 at that age, and I'm like, I mean, everything, you know, things start to hurt as you get older. <laughs> and um, the, the amount of practice that you need to be able to go to a rock. I mean, yes, I could go if I wanted to. John would totally sign me up. Um, that's not even an issue. If I wanted to go next year, you know, I just would have to start dancing every single day of the week. And it's not that I can't, it's just, at my age, it just gets harder and harder with my hips and my back and that kind of thing.
1: Well, and that's kind of um how uh, I ended up teaching. And I, I think I talked about this on the first podcast, but um, when I got to Michigan here, my son, Dylan... Out of the blue said, I want to try Irish dance. And I never wanted to be one of those parents that said, you need to do what I did because it's cool. Like, I, right. wa- I wanted him to form his own habits and hobbies and all that stuff. And when he wanted to try Irish dance, that's when I found Mita, the Michigan Irish Dance Academy. And I found mm-hmm. Miss Amanda and Miss Amanda uh, pretty much did the same thing to me that John Heisman did to her. <laughs> um, I had no intent on getting back into dancing and I'm, I'm sitting on the side of the studio watching class class. And of course, Miss Amanda and I just start talking and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I I had my own Irish dance school. I Irish danced for years. And she's like, we have an adult class. We have an adult class. And I was like, no freaking way. I'm not doing it. But of course, you know, being back in the studio and watching it and watching you just reignited that fire. And I started coming to adult class and, um, yeah, I still compete under Mita. I still do uh, Mita steps. I've got a fetch coming up next weekend, but your adult class now is big. And didn't you say it's even bigger than, um, you have more adults than kids in your school. Now, I correct? have
0: way more adults than kids right now. Although I, I did recently get, um, I have several people that have called and, and they're waiting to get into, I'm starting another class, beginner class in June. You know, with studios, you have to make sure you have the, you're able to rent the space and, yeah. and there's, it's available to you because, you know, you have to work around the owners of the studio. Um, so uh, hopefully soon we'll be opening that up shortly. And, uh, you know, the adults are loving it. I've actually got finally two guys. Oh, I <laughs> two love adult it. Men. I know. We're having so much fun. And um, it, it really is a blast. I mean, there's so much laughter going on, and and we're all making fun of our own bodies and all this. And then, <laughs> I, I You haven't been to my studio, my basement studio in a while, um, but I have mirrors now, so um, nice. So- <laughs> I, we look at the mirror and we're all like, you know, we're all going to stare at our feet because we don't like anything above our right.
1: feet. <laughs> Same. Oh, my gosh. I I've, I've finally discussed that with my dancers, um, not just my adults, but even the kids. I'm like, hey, right. guys, like, you know, we can turn away from the mirror every once in a while because nobody likes right. watching themselves dance. Like, I think right. I have one dancer who enjoys watching themselves in a mirror, and it is not an adult dancer by right. any means. No, de- the kids love it. <laughs> now, let's um, backtrack for a second because you actually... Ha- had to shut down Mita for a short time
0: because of your hips and, you know, just my the, back and my yeah. hips. It was just terrible. It was absolutely awful. And, uh, I got to tell you, getting a new mattress certainly helps. Yeah, um, you, it you does. You'd be surprised how much a mattress makes a difference. So, um, but yeah, after a year of not dancing, uh, it, it was killing me to not be tan, uh, to not be teaching. And, uh, with my back getting better after resting it for so long, Uh, I said I I can't wait any longer I have to open it back (laughs)
1: and that I mean that must have been a super hard decision for you I remember that conversation we had on the phone and you just sounded so forlorn like I felt so bad I
0: I was it was terrible but I had a lot of changes going on too my daughter was was gonna be going to college and that was all new to me and it's just there was a lot going on but it all worked out, and I'm just glad to be open again.
1: So how are you now? Like, what? how have you modified your teaching? How have you modified your life so that you can continue teaching without being in pain?
0: Well, like I said, I, the mattress really made a, a significant difference. I, we had a Pedic that we had had for almost 20 years, and I didn't know that they kind of broke down on I me. Mean, it felt the same to me every night when I laid down. Yeah. But then when we got the new one, and I woke up and I had zero pain, I'm like, wow wow I had no idea it made such a difference so yeah that's 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 how it all came back and and uh, with Ashley going to college and everything, this, this, once she was all settled in, the stresses were gone, and now it just works. It just works now.
1: That's so. awesome, and that's something I tell people all the time because I was guilty of that too. I had like I had my cheap college mattress, I think, until mm-hmm. like 2012, just because I was too mm-hmm. cheap to buy another one. But right. then you know we got a new mattress, and I said, "Wow, you know, it sounds stupid, but we should prioritize." mattress quality because we're on it for like eight hours a day if not more you know when your body is the most relaxed it's super important to spend the money on a good mattress which is something you found obviously yeah um one of the things you always said and I was so interested in this you said your goal and I think this is a goal for a lot of dancers and adult dancers as well you said your goal was to get your solo dress
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I love my solo dress. Um, I, um, my friend Tracy and I, uh, and Jacqueline, um, we all started, uh, decided we wanted to start fashion and things like that through Argonne Academy. And uh, 2014, 15, 16, 17, we would go to every single fashion we could in Michigan and Ohio and in Indiana. We were just fashioning everything we could. We'd all hop in my car and we would just go down there together, share a hotel room. And I would bring Allie, my youngest daughter, too, and she would compete as well. We had so much fun and we just, it didn't take long. I think, I think after like the first or second sesh, I had, you know, first place and everything. So I was able to get it. The hard part was deciding, okay, what colors do I want? Where do I want to order it from? And I did end up um, getting a Gavin. Um, so I ordered it um, from the UK. I can't remember the name of the store. I don't know, but they send you a free little stuffed dog with it, with Aww. a matching dress. It's super cute. <laughs> That's so um, cute. It was expensive. Yeah, it was expensive, and you don't get to see the dress until the day you get it. Yep. But I, you give them a description of what you want, and I just said I want black, white, and gold. And I said because those are those are colors that just, they really don't go out of style. So um, so yeah, I got my dress, and then like I said, we um continued fashioning, and uh, and then I like I said, I got to the point where I was just getting too sore, and um, so I. Cut back on the fetching. Remind you, I didn't start fetching again until I was forty, forty-one. So, you know, now that I'm I'm almost forty-seven, it's just it's just like I said, it's not that I can't do it, but I'd rather just perform. Well, that's yeah, what, that's what. My school's performance based. Yeah,
1: you got to be mindful of it. I mean, we, you know, as much as we want our bodies to catch up with our motivation, they don't, and it just gets worse. So, you also got your teacher certification a few years back. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Well, when I first opened my school, um, you know, I wanted them to be able to compete. You know, I was encouraged by um, Kimberly over at Motor City. And so, uh, myself and a couple other people, Sophia from. Shannon, um, Shannon, thank yeah. you. Um, we all went together, and we both got our uh, TCRGs at the same time. So oh. I, 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 am officially certified through WIDA, but then I found out there was just, it was just too hard, and we and I love all the people from there. I mean, there are just wonderful people, um, but it just wasn't working out for me, so I resigned from Weeda. So my dancers from my school. To compete under john's name with Ardan academy because they actually became his students as well okay it's a solid year of studying a yes. solid year of studying and i ended up taking the test in fergus canada uh, marilyn was there and uh, marilyn Ab- abraham yeah. and um, she was so kind and she was just a wonderful hostess and and it, it was a hard test it was a tough weekend but uh, we did it. We made it work. And then I went out again. I started to get my. I was trying to get my TMRS, and I got through the first. I did pass the first two um, tests, and that was out in um, Palm Springs, California. Okay. So I went out there to do that, and um, then, uh, like I said, it just I was just so much going on in my life, and I'm sure that everybody understands as yeah. an adult dancer having children. There, you have to balance things out, and a lot of times you have to sacrifice yourself to do what you need to do for your kids, and. I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't give what I needed to give for WIDA. So that's why I said, you know, I don't care if my kids compete under John's name because John is, you know, in my eyes, the best of the best. And um, if, my, if they compete under him, I don't care. I'll look, at, ultimately, nobody needs their, their TCRG. If you're dancing and you're having fun and you're, you're yep. sharing the culture and you're teaching your kids Gaelic and all that stuff, that, that's
1: really what it's all about. Something you mentioned that I wanted to talk about, it's actually uh, kind of the topic on the podcast, is Irish language in Irish dance. You were my first teacher ever to um, teach Gaelic in class. And, and you've, you've said, you know, well, I'm not fluent, but trust me, you know a lot more than, you know, the average person. What was your motivation to learn some Gaelic and teach some Gaelic in class?
0: Uh, my motivation was, um, and again, when I was learning in John's class, he would have us, when we were stretching after classes, he would have us count to 15, and that's how I learned the beginning of my Gaelic, and I just, I really look up to him. He's really like one of my like, Irish dance heroes, and so when I decided to open my school, um, I really wanted to, you know, incorporate some of the things that I really enjoyed in his class into my own classes, so um, that's when I found Bite Size Irish Gaelic, and it's a uh, Owen O'Connor runs it, and um, he literally, if you go to this website, it's called bite Size Irish Gaelic, um, if you type in any word or any phrase, not only do you see, like, the phonics of it, like, it's, it's spelled out, like, how you would pronounce it, there's an actual voice recording of him saying the word. Oh, that's awesome. And not only will he say it, but he says it in three different uh, dialects, because you, know, you get your Northern Ireland, you're. Your southern Ireland and the east and west coast and, the, and their dialects are all different. It's, it's crazy. It's such it's for Ireland as small as it is, they have so many differences and variances and. Gaelic—it's—it's it's really cool. I love so, that you do um, that.
1: I'm—I'm I'm so glad that you—you you incorporate that in because it seems like it's important to people. It's important to dancers, especially adult Irish dancers. I mean, we kind of we have a different view on everything than the kids do. But um, sure. yeah, no, you're right. It is not only is it about Irish dance and and you know the pretty dresses and and the you know the feshes and all that stuff, but it's about the culture and we can't lose that. And I love that you teach some Gaelic in your class. Do you are are you trying to learn more? Or are you kind of trying to expound on that?
0: No, I just, I just, you know, it's just the basics. It's, hi, how are you? Um, my name is Water. You know, just mom, dad, I love you. Um, you know, just that kind of thing. And of course, a few choice, my few choice ones that I teach just the adults, like Dune DeVale, which is shut your mouth and hold my horn, which is kiss my ass. You know, just, just, just the basics, um, but it, it keeps it fun. And, and that way nobody's stressed over super, super long dialect and things like that. It's just simple. So what do you love
1: about teaching adults?
0: I feel like I'm, we're like all one together, which I like because I remember starting out that first day, I didn't have a clue. And as an adult, when you join something, first off, if you're brave enough to go to a class alone, which I was and I dragged the other lady in with me, <laughs> um, if, if you're brave enough to go to something new by yourself that you know nothing about, you've never danced in your life, it's nice to know that your teacher has been in your shoes, yeah. literally. And, you know, they come here, and we, it's, everything is so light. Like, everything's lighthearted. Everything is just, you know, we joke a lot. We just, we, there's a, so much laughter that goes on in the classes while they're learning. And I think that that's what I love about it is just people come over, you know, they come to class. They literally are coming straight from work in their, their work clothes. And they run upstairs. They change their clothes. They come back down, and they're like, wow. Ah. Yes, I'm ready to dance because yeah. when you're dancing, you aren't thinking about things that you need to get done at work. You're not thinking about things that are due or tests you need to take or things you have to do or what what, what am I going to make for dinner? You're there. It's simply pure adult like time. It's just you yeah. time. It's just and there aren't little kids running around. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just adults. They swear. I don't care. You know, it's that kind of thing. You don't have to. Oh, you know, have to watch what I say. No, say whatever you want. The only thing that's it's a big no no in my school is no politics yeah <laughs> smart no politics yep but everything else is is, is up for grabs
1: I I definitely, I I totally understand where you're coming from with that. I know with my own dance students. And yeah, I actually, I broke off and started teaching up north here when Miss Amanda closed her school for a short time because of her hips. I had somebody Mm -hmm. approach me here and say, hey, would you like to teach Irish dance here? And I'm starting to remember why I like teaching adults so much and why I like, you know, just being around other adult Irish dancers because I've got dancers now who are moving into intermediate very fast and they all want to do toe stands and, and they want to do things that I, I can't do anymore. And that like, right. I, I definitely, there's a part of me that feels like less of a teacher because they want to do a toe stand and I can't help them with it. Cause I'm oh, like, you I could can't.
0: never ever feel that way. There oh, are a lot of things that I cannot do um, just because I just, first of all, I've never learned it myself. I mean, I know how to do it. I know how to explain them to them how to get their body to do this, but giving them a demonstration, that's not always possible. So thank goodness for YouTube, um, you can actually look these movements up and you can slow them down and you can show them. So as you're describing it, you can show them the movement. If you can't do it yourself, at least you have someone on on YouTube that can do it and you can explain it to them and then they can do it.
1: Well the rise of self taught dancers is is huge right now, especially an open platform, which it's awesome because if you really sit back and look at it, like this is absolutely something we did not have when we were younger and, and I say younger as in, you know, even 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't that long ago. Right. We didn't right. have, you know, a, a million YouTube videos to look up dances and look up, you know, traditional sets and, and how to do a bicycle and stuff like that. Like it's incredible. Right. All these dancers now who you see at a FESH who are not affiliated with a the school, they're self-taught and they're really good. And I think that's a positive in Irish dance because, um, you know, like with my school in central Wisconsin, I opened it because the nearest class was two hours hours away and now that option it, it doesn't have to be well I've got to open my own school you know you can go right. online and be self taught and that is so cool and I think it's really good for Irish dance. Um, my last question for you what it, what is your favorite and least favorite thing about being an adult Irish dancer?
0: Well like I said my favorite part is just seeing the adults come down when they've had a long busy day and they are excited to dance. They are they are ready to learn new things. All the laughter, all this. It's, like a, it's almost like a stress reliever. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's it's very, very calming when you get downstairs. And, you, and not only that, but they're making new friends. My adults are meeting other adults and they're becoming friends and they're exchanging, you know, Facebook stuff and they're becoming friends. And it's, it's actually... Really awesome. The downside would be, you know, the aches and pains of yep. getting older. <laughs> that's basically that's the only downside.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I am trying to practice as much as I can for this fesh next weekend, and I say as much as I can because you definitely hit a wall where you're like, no, I'm not meant to practice an hour a day anymore. Um, as, right. <laughs> as much as I might want to, I don't think my body is right. going to handle it. But you're right exactly. that ki- that kind of camaraderie is awesome, and I I totally agree with you when you when you start teaching adults as well to watch them all become friends like one of our adult dancers just had a baby and to watch everybody kind of shower her with gifts and Facebook messages and you realize, wow, they didn't know each other before their adult Irish right. dance class. That is so, yep. so cool. So, uh, Amanda, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Of um, course. Plug your Irish dance school, your Atkinson Irish products websites. Give us all the info.
0: Okay, so uh, Michigan Irish Dance Academy, we're located in Brighton and in White Lake. My phone number is 248-207-5994. And for any Irish or Scottish dance shoes, it's AtkinsonIrishProducts.com. And the phone number for that is 248-881-4331. And I ship all over the U.S. and Canada. And she's awesome. I can vouch for that. (laughs) You are
1: too. (laughs) Love my Miss Amanda. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Yep.
0: Thanks, Jen. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. My name is Jen, and I wanted to say thank you for being here on our third episode today. It's been so much fun thus far with only three episodes to talk to people. Um, some people I know, some people I don't know, but we all have the same stories. We all have the same feelings about being adult Irish dancers. And it's just such a great little community. And, you know, I was nervous about starting this podcast in the beginning. I've, I've got 15. 15 years on the radio under my belt, and I still, I get nervous about doing my own podcast, so, you know, it's it's okay to be nervous to do something, even if you've done it every day for the last 15 years, but now that we're on episode three, and I've connected with so many people, I I feel so good about it, and I'm so glad that we can all connect on this podcast, and uh, again, I would love to hear your topic ideas. We're going to tackle a topic on every single week's episode, of course. This week's topic was incorporating Irish language into our Irish dance classes, which sounds Sounds like something we all want to do. We just want to do it correctly, and that can be probably the hardest part, but it's good to see that we all have the same wants and needs out of our Irish Dance classes. If you have a topic you want us to tackle, you can always get a hold of me at info at Podcast.com. I would love to hear from you. We have some guests set up for the next few weeks. People are really starting to come out of the woodwork and say, I would love to be on the podcast, and I'm excited about it. We're going to have um, dressmakers, and more teachers, and judges, and, and just anybody. I mean, Adult Irish Dance, too, We talked to an adult Irish dancer last week and it's just, it's fun. We're a great community to be a part of. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for sticking with us. Again, hello to everybody listening on the Beat Fetch Music app. We are so glad to be a part of that app. And uh, hopefully we will be on more streaming platforms coming up soon. So again, if you want to reach out, podcast.com. My name is Jen Clark and I'll talk to you next week. My name is Caitlin. I'm 31 years old and I'm an
0: adult Irish dancer. My name is Chris. I'm 45 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I'm Erica, I'm 30 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. Hi, my name's Patty. I am 56 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Marcel. I am 47 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Grace. I'm 28 years old and I'm an adult Irish step dancer. My name is Eva. I'm 38 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I am Rachel. I'm 35 years old and I am an adult Irish dancer. Check us out online and connect with us at adultirishdancepodcast.com.